Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. And a very happy New Year to everyone. Hope you had a great New Year's Eve and that all your New Year's resolutions come true and your wishes and dreams and hopes. Everything that you want to have happen this year, good happens for you and to you and to those in your orbit. That's going to be the year we're going to experience this year. It's going to be remarkable and nothing bad's going to happen. Do you know why we know that? Because things always seem to even out, don't they? And 2020, the year they named twice, was just too horrible in so many ways to have to repeat it. It's got to be a much better year. It's got to be a perfect year. That's what we're planning here at the VRA because we are we're we're idealist and we believe that's going to happen. Bizarre day in the markets today. We got a lot to talk about. Let's get right to it. We got the Georgia Senate races coming up. Um, uh, if Dems sweep that, the markets are going to soar. I might walk you through that a little bit. Markets love liquidity. Not hard to figure that one out, really. It's also a big psychological operation or a psyop, if you will. Markets soaring, home prices soaring. That's the best way to forget a stolen election. Again. We'll be getting into all this this year. Hope you continue to join us in our podcast. Thank you for doing it every day and for your feedback. We really do appreciate it. And uh, as always, join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Love to have you with us. Let's get right to it today. Uh, uh, Markets today, rough start to the new year. Futures were higher. We had a really good open, and then boom, here came the selling pressure. Again, seasonality should have been positive today and tomorrow. That's the Santa rally. It extends for the final seven trading day, final five trading trading days of the year into the first two trading days of the new year. Did not happen today, however. Dow Jones uh, finished well off the lows, though. At one point, we were down seven hundred points, finishing down three hundred eighty-two points, still above thirty thousand, closing at thirty thousand two twenty-three. <clears throat> That's a loss of one point two percent. Again, took get, got back almost four hundred, uh, almost three hundred points of losses which is good to see. Uh, And our biggest, uh, everything was down about the same, honestly, about 1.3, 1.4%. Same thing for NASDAQ, which uh, was down almost one point, well, we'll call it 1.4%, down a big 189 points at 12,698. S&P 500 uh, was also down right at the same amount as NASDAQ, down 1.4% at 3,700 even. And Russell 2000 also down 1.4% at 1945. Um, Again, tomorrow, Senate races, a lot of nervousness about that. If uh, Dems take both of these uh, uh, Senate runoff seats, what happens to the markets? Well, we'll probably have uh, higher taxes. We'll probably have more regulation. We'll probably have more Supreme Court justices. We'll probably have more states in the union, more senators, more congressmen, all liberal. And you know what? That'll probably be wildly bullish for the markets because the markets love liquidity. More than anything, the markets love liquidity. We have $15 trillion dollars. Just just in the last, what is that, 10 months, $15 trillion in, in fresh global liquidity in the form of, of course, quantitative easing or monetary stimulus and fiscal stimulus. Again, that's a total approximation of a total globally $15 trillion in fresh money, which means it's very, very hard for the markets to go lower. We see that liquidity popping up everywhere, don't we? We see it popping up in Bitcoin was traded up to as high as almost $35,000 yesterday uh, before uh, giving uh, all that back and more today. <clears throat> we see it in gold, which skyrocketed higher today. We see it in, 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 in inflation that is just roaring back. All you have to do is look at the returns 
of commodities that they posted in 2020. And you see everything up 15, 20, 30 percent prices. Again, commodities that eventually winds up at the consumer paying more. But of course, the corporations pass that on and then we start paying for it. And that's when it can start being harmful. But that takes a while. Initially, inflation is very, very bullish for equities. And it could be bullish for maybe this entire year. Maybe we're going to have a 1998 to 1999 era that 2020 was 1998. And this year will be the equivalent of 1999. But bottom line is, with this kind of liquidity, it's just very hard, very, very, very hard to be bearish, regardless of who president is, regardless of who controls the Senate and the Congress. A um, couple of things that are important, because we do have kind of clashes here between analytics. And I'm talking about seasonality. Well, again, Santa Claus rally should carry over the first two trading days. And then all of a sudden, January gets pretty bearish. Based on, again, based on history, not a great time to be in the market after the first couple of trade days of the year. But these markets have been anything but normal and have followed anything but standard protocol for some time. So it's hard to put too much stock in any one indicator, even seasonality, frankly, because seasonality hasn't worked. You know, this market, all it did was surge higher uh, uh, from, from May on. And again, May uh, to uh, really until November is supposed to be bearish. Just wasn't the case this year. Um, again, $15 trillion in liquidity. Not sure anything else matters. But there's something else that may matter. And it's super bullish. Uh, and it goes back to, to World War II with uh, thanks to Ryan Dietrich uh, at LPL for putting this out today. Since, 19, since, since, uh, since World War II, <clears throat> we've had this happen now in five cases where the market has been up more than 10% in the combination in November and December. And this past November, December qualified, actually up 14%. So since World War II, this has happened five times. What's happened after November, December was up at least 10%? What's happened the next year? Well, in all five cases, the markets were higher the next year by an average of 18%. Not only were the markets higher for the whole year, but in all five cases, they're also higher in January by an average of 3%. So pretty powerful, but again, you have kind of dueling and contrasting analytics there to pay attention to. Folks, for us, the most important thing really is leadership and internals. If you've been joining us here, you know that's what we talk about kind of incessantly under the hood. It's so important. And we saw it again today. Again, just bizarre. I've never seen this before. I've said that a lot in the last year. But again, we got another one today. I, if, if this has ever happened before, I'd be absolutely shocked. Uh, it talked about the internals. Uh, today, even with the NASDAQ down 1.5%, volume was two to one positive. We had more than $2 billion, or right at $2 billion trading volume, more positive than declining with NASDAQ down 1.5%. At the same time in NASDAQ, 295 stocks hit new 52-week highs to just 20 hitting new 52-week lows. This is bizarre. I don't know how to explain it, except that it does explain why the market wants to go higher. These are not bearish readings. You know, when the market can drop this much and the internals can be this strong, we had mixed to positive internals today, folks. That's, uh, I just had a pregnant pause there for effect, if you noticed, because, again, when I haven't seen something before, kind of want to draw your attention to it. 
Uh, someone will probably reply back to me and say, oh, it happened, it's happened. But I don't think it's ever happened. That we've had two to one positive volume with NASDAQ down 1.5% today. And again, 295 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 20 new lows. These are, these are strange readings. But again, it's the liquidity. I think there's, there's probably nothing that matters more. And maybe every podcast Tyler and I could do this year should just, just say we have $15 trillion in liquidity and just hang up. That's it. Because what else matters? That's how ridiculous our markets are. The Fed is the buyer of first and last resort. No, this won't last forever, but who knows? Maybe it could. You know, I remember back after 2008, 2009, when people said that all this quantitative easing was going to result in hyperinflation, and it never happened. There is a difference, though. There is a difference this time, because all this new liquidity is filtering down to the consumer. The consumer is finally getting a little well. That's good. And that's why money supply is soaring. Again, M2, M1 and M2 money supply is soaring. M1 money supply in 2020, last year, was only up 69%. That's our last reading through December, 69%. M2, which is M1 and, and M2 combined, but bottom line, M2 for last year was up 25%. These, these readings have never taken place. So what that means is, unlike 2008, 2009, all this new money from the Fed and uh, both monetary and fiscal stimulus, government and, uh, and, uh, and central bank money, is filtering into the consumer's bank accounts. That's why M1 and M2 are rationing up the way they are. That's what they, that's what they monitor, basically bank, bank deposits, checking deposits, saving accounts, liquid wealth. It's happening. And that's why we're starting to see inflation really bubble up. And that's why the markets love it, because, again, early on, inflation is hyper, hyper bullish for equities. We saw it last year, and we think we're probably going to see it again this year. Um, okay, so you kind of get an idea of what we'll be talking about with you this year and what we're, what we're writing to our subscribers about on a daily basis here. It's these um, kind of bizarre things that really never happened before that are happening that we find fascinating and that really should propel markets higher, regardless of politics, regardless of politics. Um, okay, let's talk about our sector watch today. We had um, not a good day here. Of our 11 SP 500 sectors, 10 of 11 were lower. Energy was on just a bit higher, leading to the downside. Real estate down 3.2%. Uh, utilities down 2.6%. Again, if we're going to have inflation, it's the highest yielding investments that will suffer the most. We saw exactly that today. Utilities and real estate REITs, both getting pummeled today. They're telling you what's coming. Inflation's coming. We're not ready to say it's going to be hyperinflation yet, but we do believe it's inflationary. And again, that's positive. We certainly saw it today in our precious metals markets. Didn't we've seen the commodities all last year? Gold broke out to new highs, of course. But what we've been focused on here is what happens next in the precious metal space. And we, we, we focused on it this morning. If you follow me on Twitter, you see a chart I put up there that I call the most amazing chart of my career, of my now 36-year career, which is, again, from 2001 to 2011, gold went up 660%, okay? It, it was a perfect channel move higher. Unbelievable. I remember it well. We made a killing in that era, not just in physical, physical only, gold and silver, but also in the miners, 
even though GDX, the minor ETF, wasn't even created until 2005, 2006. We had to use things like Newmont Mining and, uh, and you know, individual mining stocks. We didn't have the luxury of leveraged ETFs in the mining space or GDX even, but we do now. Uh, but uh, after that big move in gold, gold did nothing except go up and down and up and down and really uh, uh, had a rounded bottom for about eight years. And it formed this perfect rounded bottom, a coiled spring. It ended up in a cup and handle formation. If you're a technician, you, no one's ever seen a chart like this. There, there, is, there is no chart like, like what's happened to gold over the last 20 years. And we believe it's uh, coiling. And now it's, of course, broken out to new highs last year, over $2,000 an ounce. And it was up big today. We believe that fortunes are, are going to be made. Everybody asks, what's the next Bitcoin and next uh, Bitcoin and Tesla? We think it, I think it's mining stocks. I'm not sure Tyler agrees with me, but I believe it's mining stocks, especially the, the right mining stocks, the ones with the most leverage to the underlying metal. Uh, and those are the ones that uh, we believe we own here. But again, gold today up $52 an ounce to start the new year uh, at $19.47 an ounce. That's a big gain of 2.7%. And it, the gains, it opened with gains and it just never stopped. That's rare. It's even more rare for the miners to do it. One of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my career is buying miners on a big open. You know, you, you get your coffee in you, right? Market opens, miners are up 3%. Oh my God, here comes the breakout and you buy them and that's the high of the day. Well, that didn't happen today. Today, the miners opened higher and just kept going. Uh, for example, today, GDX, the, the miner ETF, opened about 4 and some percent higher, closed up almost 7% higher. Today, the miners led gold by, what is that? Uh, well, that's better than 3 to 1. And that's, that's, a, that's for us as a confirmed bullish buy signal. We'd love to see the miners outperform gold by at least 2 to 1. When you get 3 to 1 or better, uh, that's confirmation for us. Uh, and again, we've got some work to do here. There's been some technical damage done to the miners. But uh, again, we like this group a great deal. Again, gold today up 2.7%. Silver lead, and that's what you want to see. Silver's up even bigger today, up at 95 cents an ounce. That's a big 3.7% gain today to 27.40. Also saw spillover in copper. Again, copper is trading just off right now, an eight-year high, up 1.3% uh, today. And finally, oil today opened sharply higher, almost opened at $50 a barrel. It'll be the first time since April, or excuse me, February, March time frame, it had been 50. Backed off that though, closing down at just over a dollar a barrel at just over $47 a barrel. And again, Bitcoin, what a run. Uh, Bitcoin right now trading at 30, 31,250. That's down 2,500. Again, that's when I started the podcast. For all I know, it's up now. Uh, but uh, it did hit 30, 34,000. 755 over the weekend. Folks, it's going to be a great year. Again, we deem it so. What we think about, we bring about. It's going to be a remarkable year with a lot of opportunity to make money uh, as, um, as we have a much better year than we had in 2020. I think we all deserve that, don't you? Thanks again for listening, folks. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.